What's going on guys? Sam Adams here and welcome to another episode of Caffeinate Today for December the 10th of 2018. My name is Samuel Adams and welcome to today's show. For those that are joining me live on twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams Live, welcome. And for those that are joining me later via YouTube and podcast services around the world, welcome to today's show. Now, for those that might be brand new to the show, this is a daily gaming news podcast where I let you guys, where I let you guys know. What's going on in the beautiful world of gaming? But today, the headline story is not so beautiful, believe it or not. A streamer has been arrested after allegedly assaulting his partner during a live stream. We'll talk more about that. On top of that, we'll be talking about Rage 2 not launching on Steam, according to some early reports. Super Meat Boy Forever launching with a timed exclusivity on the Epic Store. Resident Evil 2 is getting some microtransactions. Street Fighter 5 will display in-game ads starting on December the 11th. We'll talk a bit about that. Monster Hunter World is getting a massive expansion that looks to really broaden the game's world. In fact, it essentially adds a totally new game and... It also includes some content for those that are fans of The Witcher's Geralt of Rivia. Call of Duty Blackout gets a brand new update, and the game overall does get a bit of a winter vibe brought into the world, if you are into that. The internet reacts to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie poster, and I'll react to that as well. But then John Romero, the creator of Doom, is making a spiritual successor to the original version of Doom. In fact, it's a follow-up to Doom Episode 4, I believe, if I remember correctly. And so, those are the topics of the day. But again, for those that are brand new to the program, I hope you enjoy what you see. It's hosted five days a week right here on twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams Live at 7 o'clock Eastern Time if you did want to tune in. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the news of the day. First off, a streamer has been arrested after allegedly assaulting his partner during a live stream. The Twitch streamer known as Mr. Deadmoth was streaming Fortnite at the time. A streamer going by the username Mr. Deadmoth has been arrested by New South Wales Police after viewers heard him allegedly assaulting his partner while he was streaming Fortnite on Twitch. During the live stream, clips of which have now been posted on Twitter via VG247, the Australian streamer and his partner got into an argument, which then escalated. Mr. Deadmoth was asked to stop playing Fortnite, but he refused. And of course, that is his partner asking him to stop playing the game and help take care of something around the house, etc. During the live stream, clips of which have been posted to Twitter via VG247, the Australian streamer and his partner got into an argument, which then escalated. And again, we had all that. But while the alleged assault happened off camera, you can make out his partner calling him a woman basher and saying, you hit me in the face. One of his children shouts, daddy, daddy, at the end of the second video. It goes without saying that they are disturbing clips to watch. Two children, a 20-month-old and a three-year-old, were in the home. New South Wales released a statement saying the woman was distressed and shaken by the incident, but thankfully, not seriously injured. Mr. Deadmoth has been granted bail and will have to appear in court on Thursday, and his Twitch account has been deactivated. And so, I wanted to make this the headline story of the day, because let me make something very clear. Regardless of whether you're a man or a woman, regardless of what the relationship may be, don't hit each other, especially if you are in a relationship, and in general, just don't hit other people, but specifically when it comes to spousal abuse or relationship abuse, this is something you don't really mess with. This is just something that really gets under my skin, and I wanted to make it the headliner for the day, uh, because quite frankly, I find it disgusting. I find it something that, even if I don't have to, I feel compelled to remind my audience, this is so incredibly wrong. 
As a matter of fact, the clip that was posted on Twitter that I originally saw has since been taken down, uh, but I remember watching it for the first time, and I watched it several times because, quite frankly, I couldn't believe what I was actually seeing, but essentially his wife came in, and of course they have two kids at this point, and he you know, was asking this streamer to go ahead and help with some of the chores around the house, whatever he might have had to do, and he continuously said, I'll be there in a minute, I'll be there in a minute, let me finish this, I'll be there in a minute, and he kept putting it off and putting it off, and eventually, apparently, he snapped and got up and went, and you can hear you can hear with great gusto a smack like a smack and a scream and then chaos and it's one of those things where I'm not obviously going to show it or, or play the clip on the podcast but it's one of those things where all of a sudden this person goes from being yet another Fortnite streamer to a huge pile of human garbage okay that's what happens. And so, again, I want to point this out because, number one, justice has been served. Anything this man had going for him has since been taken away uh, because the Twitch channel has been deactivated. Uh, everybody knows that he is the incredibly terrible person that he is. And, of course, now he is having to face time in court and potentially maybe go to jail or do some kind of time for the act that he has taken in. Uh, but I did want to point this out primarily to make it very clear this is wrong. Don't hit each other. And if you have a problem, solve it verbally. And of course, not verbally abuse wise, but you know what I'm saying, talk it out and, and get counseling if you have to, whatever you have to do, even if you have to leave a relationship, just, you know, prioritize. And that leads me into the second point that I want to make is that especially in a culture that values streaming so much, especially in a culture uh, that the Internet has created where content creation is such a big part of so many lives, uh, you need to order your life in such a way that what is actually important takes precedence. For instance, over the summer and in the beginning of the spring, I was very heavily trying to stream on Twitch for four to five hours every single night on top of the content that I was making, on top of the real life stuff that I had to deal with. And, um... For a while, I was able to keep up with that entire flow, but eventually you start to realize that some of the stuff that you're sacrificing to keep up with the flow of content isn't worth it, and you get lost in it if you let yourself get lost in it. And so this man obviously uh, has some problems to begin with, but even more so, you get lost in creating content, especially in such a grind that trying to become a Fortnite content creator can be. And you really have to understand that your family comes first, taking care of whatever responsibilities you actually have in life absolutely comes first. And on top of it all, you can't get lost in what you are trying to do and lose what you already are. You know what I'm saying? You can't lose your humanity in the content creation that you are taking part in. All of that to say, terrible man in prison, hopefully, in the next couple of months, or at least facing some jail time, or maybe even whatever might happen. Just glad that justice is being served here. So the streamer has been arrested, and his channel has been deactivated, which is all good news in my book. Again, don't hit people. But moving on to slightly happier news... In fact, much happier news. It seems Rage 2 will not be launching on Steam. I suppose this would be negative news for a lot of people, but time to rage about it, says Peter Glaglowski over there on Destructoid. Bethesda's upcoming Rage 2 looks to not be launching on Steam. Similar to Fallout 76, the game will first hit Bethesda's own launcher service before making its way to Valve's digital marketplace, if it even does come. Other digital retailers, such as Green Man Gaming and Fanatical, have warnings that keys purchased through them will not work on Steam, and it looks like the retail release will also be 
the same. While Fallout 76 hasn't been particularly good for Bethesda, it does make sense that the company would be willing to gamble with its biggest releases on a proprietary launcher. With Epic Games also following suit with certain titles, this could finally light a fire under Valve's ass to get Steam into a better place. At any rate, if you do intend to grab the PC version of Rage 2 and are dedicated to Steam, just, you'll know, you know, you'll be in for a wait. Uh, so... This is kind of part one of two stories that I did want to cover today, but essentially what you're beginning to see in the PC gaming side of the industry is that more and more movement is going towards launchers instead of going directly to Steam. And it's interesting to see because Steam has, for the majority of the time that I have been active online, uh, the go-to place for PC gaming. That's just where people tend to go to play their games. And specifically talking about stuff that even Epic Games has released in the past and even focusing more on Bethesda whenever it comes to Rage, uh, the the original Rage was on Steam. Uh, the Fallout games up until 4 have been on Steam and everything has always been on Steam and now it seems like Bethesda is moving more towards their own launcher. And it's interesting to see that trend begin to emerge in the industry. And also, kind of coupling two stories together, Super Meat Boy Forever release window has been set and will be Epic Store exclusive for one entire year. Quote, I understand people don't like change, but Epic Platform is desperately needed to get Steam to give a shit. And that is a direct quote, which I find very interesting. Super Meat Boy Forever will be out in April of 2019, and it will be an Epic Store exclusive for one year, developer Team Meat has confirmed. The release window was announced yesterday at Kinda Funny Games Showcase in the new trailer above that shows off some of the levels and bosses that you will face. Remember, unlike the original, it's an auto-runner, but as Tyler wrote when he played it, that's not a bad thing. Super Meat Boy creator Tommy Rafinas, I believe that's how you say his last name, confirmed Epic Store exclusivity on the game's official Discord channel. Super Meat Boy Forever is coming to Steam April 2020, a year after it launches, he said, adding that the new store was desperately needed to get Steam to give a shit. I understand people don't like change. The end result of this will mean better games for people. It may be more launchers for players, sure, but a small price to pay for a developer community that doesn't feel like they have one choice on PC. And so, what we have here is the continuing trilogy, I suppose, saga, whatever you want to call it, of more and more launchers beginning to emerge that are giving players more choice of where to play, but also kind of spreading out where you get your games from, and that can be considered a bad thing by many, and I know that's a discussion that has been happening over the past couple of years. It's something that is beginning to become more of a problem, because right now, well, I had more before I built my new PC, but I had the Epic Games launcher, I had Origin, I had Uplay, I had Steam, I had Golf. There's so many different launchers to have, and it's a huge pain, especially when you want to buy games whenever there are good sales on other platforms or other launchers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it becomes kind of a, a pain in the ass, for lack of a better phrasing, and overall... Between these two stories, with Rage 2 launching on the official Bethesda launcher and then Super Meat Boy Forever coming to the Epic Games Store alongside other games that also look to have some kind of timed exclusivity, weird way to see the industry going, but one that I definitely understand. I certainly do believe that we are going to be seeing Steam make some big changes. Of course, right now, I just noticed that for those that are watching the stream, uh, these two little Super Meat Boy people have uh, little asses. It's it's funny. I, it's, it's funny. Uh, but... Um, what was I even talking about? Oh god, my mind is just completely gone tonight. Um, I have- Oh, yes, yeah, Steam is getting a redesign, and I've seen some of the photos that have been shown from a developer conference that was talking about the new Steam redesign, and it looks very good. It's much more welcoming than the previous iterations of Steam have been, so that's good to see. 
I'm excited to see where the Epic Game Store does take the entire industry overall, especially on the PC side of things. Uh, but at the moment, as I said a couple of days ago in a video or on a stream, whatever it might have been, uh, Epic Games is setting themselves up right now in a very good way to potentially be a big player in the PC side of things as people begin to get older. Because right now, the Fortnite community is very young in the grand scheme of things. You have people that are between the ages of 7 and 13, 14, 15, whatever it might be, using PCs to play Fortnite. And so whenever time goes on and these kids get older and potentially grow out of Fortnite, or new games do end up coming along and changing the entire vibe of where these kids tend to spend their time, that's when you could see them begin to shift from being the Fortnite game company, whatever you want to call them, and become something of a game provider where you do have platformers, you have action RPGs, you have other FPS games and other games sort of like Fortnite that include more world building, whatever it might be. Uh, it begins to shift more in that kind of direction. So again, not all that needs to be said right now, but right now you do see the establishment of what that very would, you know, could become. And now Duke of Spook in the chat says, long overdue Steam re uh, overhaul. It feels like I've been using the exact same UI since it released. Absolutely. Uh, Steam is clunky. Steam is outdated. It needs a lot of new changes to come to not only the library and the management side of things, but also to the game store itself. Uh, there are so many better ways to go about giving people what they want and to make the PC gaming culture more inviting. And right now, up until this point, Steam has been comfortable. Steam has been able to kind of, you know, take take the backseat and let things go on autopilot for a while, since they have been pretty much the only place where people put their games to play. If you wanted to play a game on PC, nine times out of ten, you could just play it on Steam. And you began to see this shift with Origin. You began to see this shift with Uplay. Whenever these big companies began to take their games off of Steam, or at least give people options of where to get it, but still, this is the first time whenever you're seeing exclusivity brought to PC. That's something that is a bit strange. So, again, we'll see how all this goes, but if you are a fan of Super Meat Boy Forever, then that one is going to be coming to the Epic Games Store first for one year, and then following that, Rage 2 going to be on the Bethesda launcher as of right now. Interesting news to see here. Interesting news to see here. Also, to those that are coming over from Shiny's channel, I appreciate you being here. Welcome to the new show of the night. It's being streamed live and recorded for a podcast around the world, so I appreciate you guys being here, and I hope you do enjoy it. Now, Spike Tiger in the chat, before we move on, says the worst part of all these launchers is that big companies can remove games from your system if they want. I have seen some companies removing them, and I saw one iteration of this, or one instance of this, over the weekend whenever somebody was cheating in Fortnite, I believe, and no, wait, hold on. No, 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 no. Somebody was streaming Anthem. That's what it was. Somebody was streaming Anthem and it had a strict NDA on it. And so once somebody streamed Anthem and shared that gameplay, they found that account before any kind of gameplay was shown and they completely and totally wiped that player's origin library. No games left. That is nutty. That is absolutely crazy. And so that is exactly what we're talking about right here. And it's just nuts to see. So in a way, I get what they're doing there. But also the fact that you have that kind of access to somebody's library, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's kind of it's kind of an iffy situation. So it has good, it has bad. But hey, as Duke of Spook says, he signed the NDA. So dumb on his part to do. I don't even fault them. Exactly. I agree with that 100%. Probably should have included that in today's news line, lineup, roundup, whatever you want to call it. But moving on 
we have the Resident Evil 2 remake coming out very soon, but a rating does confirm that microtransactions are on the way. The remake of Resident Evil 2 is right around the corner and many likely consider it to be one of the most anticipated titles of 2018. This week, the ESRB gave its official rating for the game and to no one's surprise, RE2 is once again rated M for Mature. The rating description points out strong language, intense violence and blood and gore courtesy of some of the game's creepiest monsters, but it also lists the inclusion of in-game purchases, which in my opinion is one of the most terrifying monsters you could ever imagine in the world of Resident Evil. Right now, however, it is unknown what these microtransactions will contain, but given that it is a single-player survival horror game, it could easily be cosmetic and vanity items. That's not to say there is no possibility for different styles of microtransactions in RE2. After all, there have been single-player games with microtransactions that have affected gameplay. While that does not seem too likely, it is entirely in the hands of Capcom. And so, as seen in the above summary, players are in for an intense ride, which should also be filled with nostalgia for Resident Evil fans. It has been confirmed that there will be costume DLC present in Resident Evil 2, so it's possible that the microtransactions will be part of changing the look of the main characters, and that is what I personally bet right here. And I wanted to bring this into today's news lineup. Number one, to give myself a reason to talk about Resident Evil 2, because this remake looks glorious. If you guys do not have this on your radar, you need to be paying attention, because when it comes to a game that deserves a remake, I was on the fence about RE2. I won't even lie. I didn't have faith in this game. I am not even going to beat around the bush with that, but after seeing the gameplay, after seeing what it has been uh, building upon, after seeing where it has come since the original, wow. This is very, very impressive. Exciting stuff to see here. So again, pay attention to this one coming out in the first chunk of 2019 right there. But when it comes to the microtransactions, probably just cosmetics. I can't imagine much else. There's probably going to be some DLC as there has already been confirmed a brand new section of Resident Evil 2 that has been added to this new remake of the game. So we'll see where that all goes. Uh, but one month away. Exciting stuff to see. Beautiful looking game overall. Great lighting. Uh, really awesome to see Resident Evil getting the recognition and the joy uh, that it deserves. So definitely going to be putting this one on the list to play whenever the first part of 2019 does roll around. However, speaking of ways that people make money in games, Street Fighter V will display in-game ads starting on December the 11th. You can turn the promos off, but you'll miss certain content if you do. Fighting game fans are used to seeing ads in tournaments, but now they're infiltrating the games themselves. Capcom is introducing sponsored content to Street Fighter V Arcade Edition on December the 11th to promote its purchasable bundles, costumes, and the Pro Tour. You'll see them on costumes in certain stages and on pre-fight loading screens. This isn't concerning by itself, many real sports have ads after all, but Capcom goes out of its way to discourage you from turning the ads off. While you can switch ads off, you'll lose extra fight money and access to sponsored material like costumes. In essence, you'll have to either live with ads or accept that you won't unlock as much content as your ad-friendly peers, and this wouldn't be much of an issue if players hadn't already paid full price for Super, excuse me, for Street Fighter V. There are so many different names for Street Fighter these days. I don't even know what they are anymore, but Street Fighter V on top of add-on purchases. While Capcom isn't running third-party ads, at least not at this moment, the move could be annoying if you've already spent a lot on the game and would rather not see further sales pitches. Now, this isn't a big deal for me. I understand that many developers and publishers want to push their products uh, whenever they have the opportunity, and if that is in a game that's already out, then so be it. But for a lot of people, as this article does say, much money has already been spent on this game. And so to see them trying to swindle more money out of the people that are supporting their game continuously, 
it feels kind of dirty, which is why I wanted to talk about it today. Not that big of a deal for a lot of people, including myself, but still something to talk about. Now, when it comes to advertising in-game, there are certain ways to do it, and I think that right now, from what I'm hearing from this article, this is okay, because it's not like you are advertising McDonald's, or Wendy's, or Walmart, or whatever it might be. This is something that is related to what people in the game actually want to see. Uh, for instance, if there was some kind of Fortnite update where there was a giant billboard put up that advertised some kind of Fortnite tournament, that's kind of what I'm getting from this. Or if there was a billboard or some movie screens, whatever it might be, put up in Fortnite that advertised skins or new guns or whatever might be coming to the game, uh, this is just getting people hyped up for what is coming in the community. And that's a little bit different than having a legitimate ad within the game. So the title is a bit misleading here, but still, a lot of people wouldn't want that content. A lot of people want it to stay true uh, to how the developers originally designed the maps, the layouts, whatever it might be. And overall, I get where people are coming from with this. But still, it's a good way to tap into the community that is the core part of the community. Those that play the game on a daily to weekly basis. Those that get involved and get dirty and play the actual content. And that's the you know audience that you want to hit. Because oftentimes, people that might be playing Street Fighter V casually might not know there's a pro team that does this. They might not know about upcoming events, upcoming cosmetics, whatever it might be. You never know what's going to be going on with that. So, again, can't really fault them for trying to get the word out. But still, interesting time to be alive to see that microtransactions are really beginning to have a big impact even on how the game shapes up. But speaking of how the game is shaping up, Monster Hunter looks fantastic, and there is more content coming down the pipe, so get ready. Monster Hunter World, Iceborne Expansion, and The Witcher Collaboration have been announced. Monster Hunter World has announced a raft of new updates, including a paid expansion pack called Iceborne and a collaboration with The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Iceborne will be available in autumn of 2019 and includes new quest ranks, locales, monsters, moves, and equipment. Its new story will also follow from the main game's conclusion. Producer Ryozo Sujimoto, I believe I pronounced that correctly, explained that Iceborne will be the size of previous G or Ultimate uh, entries in the series. Essentially, it should be like a whole extra game. Pricing and an exact release date will be announced later, which is very exciting if I do say so myself. In a separate update, time for early 19, uh, early 2019, excuse me, Geralt of Rivia, fully voiced by the original voice actor Doug Cockle, will also become available as a playable character, presumably through an in-game outfit, although that is not confirmed. The update will also weave RPG elements familiar with the Witcher series into Monster Underworld, although it's not clear yet how that will manifest itself. Other upcoming updates include the return of limited-time monster Call of Tarath as an arch-tempered Calvay Tarath. I don't know what these things are. Starting on December the 19th, the addition of arch-tempered Nergigante. Plegante. In spring of 2019, a one-year anniversary event called Appreciation Fest. Ooh, a trial version of the game, which will allow players to play the game up to a three-star quest level and offers the save transferring after purchasing the full game, coming from December the 11th to the 17th. And all of these updates are confirmed for console, but only currently am planning for the PC version of the game with no release dates announced at this time. Uh, first off, Link Blood in the chat. Welcome on in, my friend. Glad to see you. But uh, when it comes to the updates to Monster Hunter World, I have seen a lot of people saying this is their game of the year. People love Monster Hunter World. People love what it's bringing to the table. And I love this cup of coffee that I'm sipping. Give me a minute. Oh, that's good. A little bit cold, but hey, you know, 
what can you expect? It's been there for 45 minutes. Uh, however, Monster Hunter World really kind of changing the Monster Hunter franchise. Of course, the best selling in the entire lineup of every Monster Hunter game that has come out. One of the best selling games of 2018 overall. And a, a much loved game. I have had one person that is repeatedly watching my content that continuously pounds me with this play Monster Hunter World. I have the game. It's on my PC. It's on Steam. I just haven't played it. I haven't gotten around to playing it. Uh, but what I will say is that it's this kind of content that brings more people in because I can't tell you how many people I saw on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, all talking about how now that Geralt is going to be coming into the game, people are so excited to see what goes on uh, with Geralt and how The Witcher even impacts Monster Hunter World that they're bringing more and more players in as time goes on. And that's something that's very impressive, especially considering how this has been trending because normally a game comes out, has a bit of hype, and then dies down over time. This one seems to be rising right on back up. That is very exciting right there. So, again, Decky the One talking about Monster Hunter World and Geralt of Rivia is coming. I might have to give it a shot. I might not even lie. I might actually have to dive in and give this one a shot. Uh, to kind of give an aside, right now I'm in the middle of playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm finishing the epilogue. Uh, then I'm going to go back and finish Far Cry 5. If it's the last thing that I do, I need to go back and finish that entire game. Uh, on top of that, I have nothing else. So we'll see. Maybe Monster Hunter World slides in there for spot number three on the to finish slash to play list. But as for right now, tons of content coming out. An expansion the size of a previous game and Geralt of Rivia coming in to Monster Hunter World. And yes, oh really, I might actually end up playing that. We'll see what happens. Now, a game that I put a bit of time into, but not nearly enough, Call of Duty Black Ops 4's Blackout map is changing this week, and it's adding the hijacked yacht. And for those that don't know what that is, it is a legendary map. Maybe not as legendary as something like Nuketown, or maybe not as legendary as something like Firing Range, but still a very notable new expansion to Blackout. Black Ops 4 is getting a big free update called Operation Absolute Zero. Bundled with new content for zombies and multiplayer are a few extra items for Blackout. The game's Battle Royale mode, Absolute Zero, arrives first on PlayStation 4 tomorrow, December the 11th. The biggest addition is a yacht floating on the map's northwest corner in Blackout. Based on Hijacked, a multiplayer map in Call of Duty Black Ops 2, it's a fairly large multi-level space with a mix of outdoor and indoor environments. Expect a bunch of loot as well as multiple rafts to allow players to get back to the main land. Anyone leaving before the party is over, however, will be easy pickings with a scoped weapon. You can see a glimpse of the area in the new trailer embedded above. Another addition is Blackout's newest vehicle, a small two-person armored car with a turret-mounted machine gun called the ARAV. While we haven't gotten a good look at it yet, but it seems to be something like a cross between a two-seater Doom Buggy and the Warthog from Halo. Developer Treyarch shows players using the turret to take out a helicopter. Additionally, there have been some changes to the game's graphics from the official website, and I quote, Players will immediately notice the map's new visual updates soon as they jump out of the helicopter, from seasonal changes in foliage and softer winter lighting, to new smoke trails to better indicate where everyone is dropping. Subtle environmental improvements are also coming to Nuketown Island, Hydro Dam, and Factory. Players will also be able to use a new specialist named Zero once they've unlocked her in the traditional Call of Duty multiplayer section of the game. Operation Absolute Zero also makes a new set of gladiator skins available, but players will first need to find the appropriate missions in the wild during a live session of Blackout before getting the opportunity to unlock them. If you're confused as to why there's gladiators in the game, that's because the feature prominently is in the zombies mode. And so, if you are a fan of Call of Duty's Blackout, yes, 
there are brand new updates coming to the map this week and on top of that new updates coming to the game overall so for those that did want to jump in tomorrow is your day on playstation 4 and from what i understand every update is going to be happening one week out from the release of the PlayStation 4 update. So content-wise, if you are looking forward to DLC maps, that's when you can expect that. Any kind of big update, pretty much on a one-week delay if you are not on the PS4. Uh, now, to address Link Blood in the chat, wait, a Twitch streamer beat up his wife. Yes, first story of the day. Go back in the VOD. Real bad story. Not pleasant. Not pleasant at all. But something that's also not pleasant, the internet reacts to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie poster. Oh, God. It's abysmal. The poster for the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog movie has been released, and I just want to say, LMAO, what the F? I, I don't say the F word, but man, this this certainly does deserve it. Uh, it is it is disgusting, okay? I'm not even going to lie. This is just bad. It's, oh God. It's just, it's, hold on, I gotta, as you can, you can hear. Okay, so here we have the, the actual video, whatever you want to call it. You have a human Sonic. Literally a human's like the body is that of of a runner like this is literally somebody getting ready to sprint a race wearing a furry helmet This is gross. I don't like this at all. However, uh, whatever uh, What's up with Sonic's jacked humanoid legs? What's up with his strangely delicate fingers? Why does he look like he's posing nude? This poster has certainly piqued my curiosity along with the rest of the internet the reaction isn't wholly positive. In fact, it appears mainly to be apprehension, confusion, and outright fear. It is rough, my dudes. Okay, so you have a lot of stuff going on here. A lot of questions. A lot of people comparing it to those melted, disgusting ice pops from the childhood. Uh, overall, this ain't it, Chief. This ain't it, Chief. Now, a chat, a chat comment says, you Sonic Bolt. Yes, you nailed it. You Sonic, you, you Saint. Oh, God, it's so good. But, uh, again, this is coming out in November of 2019, if I remember reading correctly. So, uh, we'll see how this goes. I'm not going to judge before the movie actually comes out, but let me tell you right now, I am not on board with this. Of what I understand, uh, from what I believe we've covered on episodes of Cabinet in the past, uh, I think that, if I remember correctly, and I hope that I don't, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey is supposed to sign on as Dr. Egnick or whatever his name is. What is, uh, uh, Dr. Sonic, Dr., uh, Dr., what's his name? Robotnik. Yeah, or, yeah, I, th I think so. Eggman? Eggman, that's what it is. I think that's the same guy. Yeah, Jim Carrey is supposed to sign on as Eggman. No. Why? Who signed off on this? Who? Who signed off on? I have no words. What even? What even is this? Yeah, it's the Egg Botnik man. What? Oh, oh my! I, I. Let me tell you right now. Here, let's bring it in. Let's bring it in. To those that are, to those that are working on this movie. Stop. Think about what you're doing. These people. We just got Sonic Mania. It's the first halfway decent Sonic game in a long time. We're on the right path, okay? Now you come in here with this dude that looks like he just got off the treadmill at the gym and you say, hey, buddy, hey, hey, pal, can you come and put on a, a Sonic helmet? And and just and just do, Jim Carrey's here. We got free candy, wanna, you wanna, it's just one of the, I just, I don't, I don't even know anymore. I don't even know anymore. So again, video game movies have been notoriously awful. 
but this one looks like it might actually take the cake. And I've seen a lot of people saying, yes, it looks abysmal. But what else can you expect? It's going to be a fun movie, even if it is just making fun of it. So again, we'll see how this all shapes up. But, um, ooh, just simply ooh. Now I'm seeing, I'm seeing some, some tips of Keanu Reeves would make it better. I'm seeing Nick Cage better be in the movie too. Ryan Reynolds, also a good option as well. Uh, so Again, already occupied with Pokemon, as we have pointed out. I don't even know anymore, boys. I don't even. I don't even know anymore. I just. I. You lost me. You. You lo I wasn't there to begin with, but now I have officially been lost and forgotten without a freaking doubt. However, for those that are fans of Doom, John Romero is making a spiritual successor to the original version of Doom. Yes, this looks good. It's called Sigil. It will be available as a free download and as a boxed collector's edition. Pretty good way to release a game. Everybody loves free. Game designer John Romero, co-creator of Doom, is building a spiritual successor to the game. Called Sigil, it will be released as a free modification for the original 1993 version of Doom and as a boxed collector's edition. The news comes on the 25th anniversary of that game's release, which is today. So happy 25th anniversary to Doom. In 1995, Romero helped build the ultimate Doom, an updated version of the original first-person shooter. According to his website, Sigil picks up where that game's fourth episode leaves off. It's comprised of nine single-player and nine multiplayer deathmatch-style levels and is being released in the form of a Doom WAD. The release is expected in February of 2019. Essentially, Romero is making an unofficial mod for his own game. The source code was made available as open-source software in 1997. Documents published at the time indicate that it became used for non-profit efforts, and Sigil's website indicates the following note. Sigil is a mod for the original Doom and is distributed as such. Doom is a registered trademark of ZeniMax Media Incorporated in the U.S. and or other countries. Its software is a registered trademark of ZeniMax Media Incorporated in the U.S. and, you guessed it, other countries. Sigil is in no way affiliated with Zenimax Media or software, or id software, excuse me, and is not approved by Zenimax or id software. Sigil is a trademark of Romero Games Limited. And so Polygon has reached out to Zenimax, but there has been no comment so far. However, you get this terrifying box if you did want that. Not sure what's up with that, but it's terrifying and it looks pretty dang cool. So you can get a giant wad of Doom expansion if you did want to get that. And if you did want to get the boxed version of the game, it's coming through Limited Run, a fantastic company for those that are collectors. If you did want to get some of the more rare uh, games, some of those that might have a big following in a digital format but nothing physical, Limited Run are the people to go to. They have some really good content there. Speaking of which, Sigil will be available in one of two different collector's editions. The first costs 40 bucks and includes the oversized box and a 16 gigabyte USB drive shaped like a floppy disk, a nod to how the game was originally sold in stores. The second version runs for $166 and features a load of additional collectibles, including an art print, a collectible coin, and a pewter statue of a classic in-game Easter egg, Romero's own head on a spike. Both physical versions of the game will include a soundtrack by Brian Patrick, excuse me, Buckethead Carroll, a multi-instrumentalist best known for his work on guitar. His soundtrack will only be available in the physical versions of the game, and if you did want to do that, the pre-orders start December the 10th and end on December the 24th, so Merry Christmas to you if you do end up getting one of those. Now, Blowpro says, I hope the box isn't actually made of canvas. Could be cardboard. Just kidding. Who knows what it actually is. But what I will tell you is that I like the design. It's terrifying. I wouldn't want it next to my bed. I feel like a demon might pop out of it. But 
with that being said, as an expansion or a mod to Doom, uh, then you might want to check this one out for fans of the old school Doom. And what better a time to go ahead and release this, considering that we are building up to the release of Doom Eternal, which is going to be one of the most beautiful, gory things that I've ever seen in my life. Cannot wait for that game. Looking really good. Uh, now, Linkblood says, Brutal Legend looking box. Yes. To those that have not played Brutal Legend, number one, Jack Black is the god of man. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jack Black is a fantastic actor and a fantastic performer, even when it comes to Brutal Legend. Give it a shot if you have not. Normally on sale for around a couple of bucks in the big holiday season. So check Steam, whatever platform you might use. You might want to check that one out. Uh, but if you did want to check out Sigil, again, that is going to be coming out in just a couple of weeks here. If you did want to download it for free, number one. Or if you did want to go ahead and pre-order these collectors slash physical editions of the game, you have that option as well. However, that wraps it up for today's episode of Caffeinate. If you did enjoy today's show, be sure to drop me a like down below. And to those hanging out in the chat over on Twitch, I appreciate so many of you guys showing up tonight, hanging out, having a good time. It's always the pleasure of my day to go over the news of the day with you guys. And if you happen to be new to the show, welcome on in. It is hosted five days a week, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time right here on twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams Live. But as for right now, you guys have a fantastic rest of the night. I'll be back tomorrow to keep you updated on the news of the day and peace.